Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, it's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 18th of January, Wednesday the 18th of January, as the Flyers are coming off a 5-2 win over the Anaheim Ducks. Good response from that 6-0 loss they took against the Boston Bruins on Monday afternoon. They outshoot the Ducks 39-27 in the game. They uh, get out drawn in the faceoff circle 28-24. Hits in the game 25-17, and the Flyers just simply overpowered a Ducks team that doesn't look much like an NHL team. Odd thing is, Flyers came out of the first period only up one nothing in the game. And I remember saying at the first intermission to Brian Smith, sometimes in a game like this, you know, Anthony Stolarz was very good in the first period for the Ducks. And in a game like this, a lot of the work you put in early in the game, in the first period, pays dividends on the scoreboard in the following two periods. And that's pretty much what we saw. Kevin Hayes got the only goal of the first period, a power play goal, right after a breakaway save on uh, Max Comtois, who came out of the box on the 5-on-3 man advantage. Kevin Hayes had a giveaway there, sent uh, the Ducks player in for the breakaway, ended up shooting wide. Then the Flyers go back down the ice, then Comtois with just an egregious turnover. It's hung on to the puck way too long. And the Flyers uh, gain possession in the offensive zone. Eventually, Kevin Hayes picks up the goal. Tony D'Angelo and Travis Konechny pick up the assist. The Flyers go up 1-0. 7.39 into the second. Adam Henrique picks up the goal for the Ducks. That ties the game at 1. But at 12.43, the Flyers regain the lead, which they would not relinquish the rest of the game, on shorthanded goal, their ninth shorthanded goal of the season, and of all people, it's Rasmus Ristolainen who picks up the shorthanded goal and Rasmus Ristolainen with a beauty of a finish. He goes fake forehand, goes to the backhand, shelf on Anthony Stolarz. Absolutely beautiful little move. Lawton springs him. Konechny picks up an assist there as well. Konechny with yet another multi-point game. And the Flyers go up at that point 2-1. to one. Now, Konechny and Lawton are usually the guys going in on the rush on the shorthanded, but in this occasion, Konechny was not in a position to join the rush, and Rasmus Ristolainen recognized it right away and got on his horse. And while there's a lot of things we can debate about Rasmus Ristolainen, he is a freak physical athlete. He can skate for a big man, and he busted his butt to get up the ice and make himself an option for Lawton, and Lawton found him with the pass somehow through two Ducks players, and Ristolainen does a great job finishing it. And the Flyers, now with their ninth shorthanded goal of the season, lead the NHL by two. More on that in a moment. Morgan Frost at 19:21, final 19 seconds of the period, picks up what may be the most beautiful goal of the season. He's on the side of the net after good work, you know, hemming the Ducks in on the forecheck. Frost finds himself right on the side of the goal, and he gets a puck there, and an unconfident player or a player that lacks confidence, I don't think unconfidence is a word, uh, would try and just jam that puck, probably right into the goaltender's pad. But a confident player is willing to go, I'm not going to be able to jam it through the dude's pad, so let me try something. And Morgan Frost has a vast variety of skill set. He pulls the puck through his legs, puts his stick through his legs, and goes bar down. Unbelievable goal to get that kind of elevation and angle that close in under the bar over, I, I know Stolarz was on his knees, but Anthony Stolarz is 6'7". Him on his knees is as tall as most of us when we're standing. 
So there wasn't a lot of room there. Morgan Frost picks up the goal, JVR and Rasmus first align and pick up the assist. Two points in the period for Risto as well. Kevin Hayes then opens the scoring in the third period, his 12th of the season, 4-1 Flyers. Frank Vertrano gets a goal on the power play for Anaheim to make it 4-2. And then Kevin Hayes with the empty net goal to make it 5-2 and gets the hat trick. Wade Allison and Cam York pick up the assist on Hayes' uh, hat trick goal. And I don't know the last time the Flyers had hat tricks in back-to-back home games, but on this occasion they did. Hayes with the hat trick last night. And then the game against Washington last Thursday, Travis Konechny had the hat trick in that 5-3 win over the Caps. So back-to-back home hat tricks. So the hat trick bin at the Wells Fargo Center, I'm sure it's getting filled up with new hats, not just old hats. And the Flyers get the win over the Anaheim Ducks. Now back to the shorthanded goals. We've talked about this quite a bit, about the aggressive approach. And part of what Ristolainen does there is very aggressive, getting up the ice, not just sitting back and going, well, we're on the PK. We're just here to defend. No, you can get up on the power kill and you can call it the power kill now because what Brad Shaw's done with this penalty kill and its ability to create offense has been pretty astounding. So the Flyers have nine shorthanded goals. The second two teams in the league are the Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights, who each have seven. And then the Stars, Oilers, and Hurricanes have six. The Maple Leafs, Rangers, Sabres, and Calgary Flames have five. So of the top 10 teams in shorthanded goals, all of them but one team have a north of 500 winning percentage, and that's the Flyers. Flyers have the most, and they have a 489 uh, points percentage. But you look at Minnesota, tied for second, 619. You look at Vegas, tied for second, 644. You look at the Dallas Stars, a 656 winning percentage. Edmonton, 567. Carolina, 705. Toronto, 670. Uh, The uh, Rangers, 633. Even the Sabres, 524. And Calgary, 567 win percentage. It's a trait of good teams to have a penalty kill that can create offense. Now, the Flyers, this doesn't make them a good team. It's a good thing to have, and it'll be a good thing if they have it when they are a good team. But they're kind of the outlier there in the top 10. They lead the NHL, and they're the only team in the top 10 in shorthanded goals that's got a sub-500 points percentage. Pretty astounding when you look at all things considered. So big win for the Flyers, and uh, they'll be back at it coming up on Thursday. Anaheim yesterday was the third worst team in the NHL, the 29th ranked team in the NHL points percentage-wise. And they've only won four games in regulation all season. The team coming in Thursday, the Chicago Blackhawks, are the worst team in the NHL. They've got 26 points right now. 26. That's stunning that we're at this point in the season and they only have 26. They have a record of 11-26-4, a 317 win percentage, points percentage, and they they actually have eight regulation wins. I'm stunned that Anaheim has 29 points and only four regulation wins. It's almost an anomaly. I don't even know how you could do that at this point in the season and only have four regulation wins in 44 games. Tough times in Anaheim for sure. Also, last night, Sam Erson winning that game became the first Flyers goaltender to win his first five NHL decisions. Well, that's a little misleading in a way because he was in that Carolina game, which they lost, 
He gave up five of the six goals, but he didn't get the decision because Carter actually gave up the sixth goal, and the game ended up being 6-5. But for games that he got the decision, he's won five straight. So another good performance by Sam Harrison last night. Um, Not very busy, but good performance out of him. Sometimes those games are a little harder to stay focused in when you're not as busy. But Sam Harrison obviously has been uh, very good since coming up. And we're getting close to that deadline where they got to make a decision on Felix Sandstrom. He was sent down for that conditioning assignment. I think it was reported it was 14 days. That was 13 days ago. So we're almost at decision time on if they're going to try and put Sandstrom through waivers or if they're going to send Erson back down to Lehigh Valley to let him get more games. It'll be an inter- interesting decision. Uh, Nedeljkovic just cleared waivers from Detroit goaltender. So other guys have gotten through, but I think Nedeljkovic makes a good amount more money uh, than Felix Anstrom does as well. So that's obviously part of the equation as well. Now, last night, one of the other storylines that unfortunately developed around this game was Ivan Provorov did not take the pregame warm-up. And earlier today, Torts had said that there was no changes to his lineup, and then we didn't see Ivan Provorov out there for warm-up, and then he did play when the game started. And word began to circulate that Ivan Provorov didn't take the pregame warm-up, and this was confirmed after the game by both John Tortorella and Ivan Provorov in his media availability that due to his religious beliefs, I believe he's Russian Orthodox, um, he did not want to wear the special pride jerseys, which they wore during the warm-up, which, by the way, I thought looked awesome. Black jersey with the rainbow numbers, I thought they looked absolutely amazing. But that was confirmed to be the case, and obviously there's a lot of outrage. And it's hard for many of us to understand how in 2023, that your religion could, you know, kind of keep you from inclusiveness and acceptance of other people's lifestyles and beliefs, but that's what it is. And I don't know a whole heck of a lot about Russian Orthodox as a religion. Um, it's very disappointing that he did not wear the jersey and he missed warmups because he couldn't wear that jersey, but. Again, I don't know what his religion is. I don't have to agree with it. It's his religion, not mine. But in 2023, it's a shame that this is even an issue. It became a huge story, and I'm sure this story is not over. I'm not going to say a lot about it here, because that's not what this podcast is. But I will just tell you that I'm incredibly disappointed in the player. has nothing to do with hockey. has nothing to do with anything else. I think that you can blame your religion for so long, and those are your beliefs, but eventually you need to educate yourself that this is not the world we live in or we should live in. That's just my belief. But everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. It's actually an off day. Flyers will be back on Thursday to take on the Chicago Blackhawks, and we will talk to you then on a brand new Flyers Daily. (laughs)